Oh, hello, Tweedledee and Tweedledums. Kevin Goatee here. Hi, how are you? Cool episode we have here with Mark Riccadonna doing The Hangover. But real quick, please follow us social media. Gutting the Sacred Cow, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe as well on iTunes or wherever else you listen to it. We're looking for some audience participation. What segments would you like added? What kind of contests or giveaways would you like us to see? Sound off on the Facebook page, Gutting the Sacred Cow. And if you haven't done so, make sure you like that page so you can see when we put up polls and stuff. But we're just curious to see what you guys are into. Help us make this a better experience for everybody. And now, Mark Riccadonna does The Hangover. Gather round is what I know. King, that's gutting the sacred cows music. Oh, we've got a real slobber knocker here tonight. We're back. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel. <laughs> you guys should watch soccer while you're on the treadmill. It makes you feel like you're playing the game. Mark, I would rather give my daughter to a sex no, slave cult than watch soccer. No, but it also gives you an erection so you can have sex with men in the uh, the steam room. So it's, it's I can just go to New York Sports Club right now and do that. Do you know, when I was when I was a little kid, it's because I was too little to play football. My sister came home from college. She went to uh, college that had a big soccer team. And this was back in the Where 80s. Where did she go? Drew University. Okay. I like that he's the most buff guy in the room, and he was too little. Yeah, well, I was I was a tiny kid. I was I was skinny. as I was tall, but I was skinny. I played, so I played baseball. I was short and skinny. Oof. And so my sister came home, and she said, Ke- and I was seven at the time, eight. She says, Kevin needs to play a sport. You should play soccer. And I remember my mom saying... The short where the gays run around, the, the sport where the gays run around in the little shorts. Boy, your mom is spot on her assessment. <laughs> is your mom from Youngstown? <laughs> and I remember thinking, I don't, and I didn't even know what that meant, but I was like, I don't want to be a gay running around in those little shorts. And then you joined the band. Well, yeah, so I was like, I'm going to join the band. And be a gay with a whole That'll uniform. Get me more ass. And a feather plume sticking out of a hat on my head. I had the whole. I saw your, I saw your photo. The whole thing. This rabble- was, he's from a different time. He thought it was like being in a New York City gang. <laughs> oh my god! We got matching uniforms with weird hats. I'm in the- sharks. Plug boy, I'm just, I was just gonna say, boy, boy, crazy boy. That third voice you heard, guys, Mark Riccadonna, everybody. Give it up for Mark Riccadonna. Yeah, you saw him as a pan. Yeah, thank you, buddy. You saw him as a panelist in season, what are you, five comics watching comics? I dare say that's one of my favorite seasons. I laugh every time I watch it. Do you really? Jesus Christ, this is funny. Can you listen? I don't like anything I'm in. (laughs) I wish... I think I will one of these. I don't know if I can because that season we were especially brutal. If I can show you all the cutting room, yeah, right, all the shit that had to be cut, it's a fucking show in itself, especially what came out of Bisconti's mouth, especially him. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. I, you know what you should do is have one of those retrospective shows where we talk about us talking about the comedian. Comics watching comics watching comics. Mark Riccadon is here, as I had said, the uh, star of Youngstown High School football, apparently, <laughs> as we learned in the, uh, before the show started. Mark Riccadon came in to discuss, I would dare say a film, this has to be the biggest comedy in the last 10-plus years. 
this is why I picked it. Okay, I, no, I agree. I, I Would you so. agree? I want to. I want to say that this this movie almost kicked off bro culture. No, bro culture was a, was before this. The Hangover is Mark Riccadonna's choice. 2009's Hangover, Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis. And a baby. Right. Pablo. Carlos. What IMDb score does The Hangover have, Kevin Israel? Uh, I bet it was 8-2. 7-7. Close. Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Um, It's got to be through the roof. I'm going to say... 81. 78. Close. You're good, dude. We've done this for 15 episodes. He better be fucking good by now. I would be the worst. Because I go with my heart, not my brain. He thought about it. There's an electric buzzer under this chair, and if I'm more than 0.6 off, he buzzes me. Just like Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) Audience. What is this testing anyway? (laughs) What is the audience score for this? Uh, A Rotten Tomatoes audience score? I bet it's... uh, 93. 84. I would have gotten buzzed. Budget, $35 million. How much Way did it make? Overpriced. $467 million in 2009. In 2020 Half dollars? Billion dollars. $559. Quotes. A bunch of drunk guys running around Vegas. This has been done, though. There's a Bachelor Party, Tom Hanks, 1984. This, that kicked we off. We needed that. another one. We did? I did. Okay. Quotes. I, you're going to see a theme. Don't text me. That's gay. <laughs> Laughed out loud. Times have changed. That phone, phone calls are archaic and gay, by the way, guys, in 2020. Yes. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except for herpes, because that shit comes back. Another quote <laughs> that's been done. A retard. 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 And this one, I forgot about this one, and I fucking busted out laughing. I didn't know they gave out rings to Holocaust. So off the cuff, I'm like, that's fucking funny. Is this hotel pager friendly? Is this the real Caesars this Palace? Is real, that was be mine. We are the three very best friends song, another one. I think you're going to open with that. Yeah? Okay. Uh, I was a wolf pack of one, that whole speech. And another off the cuff one, I thought, so long, gay boys. <laughs> Five fun, fa- oh, sorry. Quotes from you, Kevin Israel. Uh, you covered a lot of them. Uh, I When Tyson hits him and he goes, he's still got it. <laughs> I've said that a lot in the past. And then pretty much everything Leslie Chow says. Right. Felt Don't quotable. forget about the classic. Go ahead, Rickadonna. Every every time anybody does anything, you go, oh, classic Kevin Goatee. Okay. Oh, That's yeah. all from that movie. <laughs> That's true. That's all true. from yeah. that movie. Yeah. Classic Israel. That's so true. <laughs> the other line I, I love, too. Well, I'll get into that later. Fuck it. Five fun facts. Ed Helms yanking out his tooth was actually no big deal as his adult incisor never grew in, so he had to wear an implant. Fun fact number one. I had no idea. I, I didn't was, either. I thought it was blacked out. That sounds like that sounds like bullshit. No, it's true. It's true. I wonder if he got the casting from that. That's a good question. I wonder if the idea came up look, when he look. told them. I, I think I did read something on that, but I forgot what the back is. Whatever. Who passed in the role of Jade, Heather Graham's role? Notorious. This was a notorious one. I don't know. Oh, Lindsay man. Lohan. Oh, she would have been really? She said the role was beneath her. And this is right in the middle of Lindsay Lohan, coked up, whore, clubbing around. The Lohan apocalypse. Yeah. By the oh. way, Lindsay Lohan's tits are fantastic. Oh, Those, that. Her in Saturday Night Live as her, Hermione. Oh, uh, she did a skit in Saturday Night Live where she was Hermione. They were, it was a whole uh, Harry Potter skit. Watch it. 
She, the whole thing is about her boobs. Watch this. Machete. She's topless. Is she topless in Machete? Oh, yes. Really? Oh, yes. Google that now if you don't. No, I'm going to. Who passed in the role of Galifianakis? Jonah Hill, Thomas Hayden Church, and who turned down the role it was initially offered? Jack Black. That makes perfect that, fucking I mean, sense. it's six of one Thomas half a dozen of the other. Thomas Hayden Church, sideways. How dare he lay this one down? Well, I was kind of thinking that this was dude, where's my car meets sideways. Funny you say that. Generation. There's a uh, dude, where's my car reference in the review section we'll get to in a few minutes. Uh, thank God Jack Black was not, not in this film. He's an annoying cunt in my book. How say you? I hate. Thank you very much. You know his best film for me? King Kong, because he wasn't an annoying cunt. Well, they asked him to act as somebody else. Thank you. Todd Phillips, instead of taking $5 million to direct, he took a 15% back-end fee and made $70 million on this film. How much did all these act- How much did Helms, Galifianakis, and Cooper make for the first film? Are we looking at tits and you're yeah, not going to show me you well, selfish I mean, fuck? It's, it's Lindsay Lohan's tits, which you said you already saw. I, I want to see them again. And that lamp looks like a vagina. They are so. they are very nice. Glorious. Full of freckles, but still Jesus. glorious. <laughs> all, all three of those actors, Cooper, Helms, Galifianakis, made less than a million for the first film. Did they get a, did they get a taste? No. Wow. 10 mil for number two, wow, 15 for number three. Which was the worst? No, I think two was the worst. There were I some... didn't watch either of them because... Holy shit, how could you go more overrated than the most overrated show? Well, they just basically rehashed everything over and over again. Critics, five-star review. Oh, did you have any quotes that you wanted to add in there? Anything you wanted to jump in? Oh, no. Okay. Just Fun facts? No? Dude, where's my car meets... Uh, dude, where's my car sideways. was an egregious piece of shit. Yeah. I hated that film. With Sideways. Okay. Oh. With the bro generation. That's it. That's what the movie was. Critics five-star reviews. The Galaxy Galifianakis is beaming in infinitely more fascinating than the one that this film occupies. But his visits from Berserker World are more worth it. What? Exactly. That's why I've copied and pasted this. I copy and paste these reviews in here. Bachelor Party meets Dude, Where's My Car? And about as entertaining as the two of them averaged together. It's not very sophisticated, but this raucous comedy keeps us laughing with its sheer absurdity. The characters are very well played, and their interaction is genuinely hilarious, even if most of the jokes are cheap. That's a five-star review. Ah, that's the best they could say about it. There are people who will not—this is a funny one. There are people who will not find this film amusing. Amish elders, infants, an Iowan farmer named Burl, and that should cover it. The rest of you, bring a change of underwear. Wow. Critics, one-star reviews— I think this one's going to speak to Rick Adana. Maybe, just maybe, this film drags like a half-detached muffler, and for some reason, no one wants to mention it. Mention it. <laughs> this is a lazy, condescending, half-assed piece of filmmaking. When in doubt, simply slap a piece of rap music over top of the action. That was fucking funny, I thought. Wait, rap music? Yeah. What rap There's rap music, music in this. Oh, yeah. There was rap. Oh, yeah. No, I thought rat. I was oh, like, rat. oh, I love rats. <laughs> you made a Ratatouille made fan? Yeah. <laughs> rat. It's a good film. Man, I gone. Man. Oh, I forgot rat. That's from The Wrestler. <laughs> if Willard was in it. Oh, oh rat the rock. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I, I, I whiffed in that one, too, I'll be honest. There are some funny moments in this movie, but there are some unfunny ones as well. It's an okay movie, but doesn't live up to the hype. Mark Rickadonna. Yeah. Yeah, that was When the years have passed and the buzz has worn off, I honestly feel that people will look back at The Hangover and wonder why they laughed at it in 2009. It's the Zima of movie comedies. That could have been me, too. The Polaroids of the Bachelor Party shown at the end of the film deliver the genuine laughs this movie has promised. They're better than the entire movie that precedes it. 
Oh, my God. You're Mark, reading all of my quotes. Is this your dream diary? Can, can I just walk out now? <laughs> you don't need People, me. People, five-star oh, reviews. We oh, we do need you. People, five-star reviews. Since purchasing the film, I have enjoyed it many times. It is the perfect adult comedy, and I recommend it, adding it to a film collection. Todd Phillips. I starch my shirts. <laughs> and Todd under- Phillips. And underwear. That. Come on. This movie is the ultimate comedy for people who aren't whiny about raunchy things. The characters are all great and work extremely well. Zach Galifianakis is, in particular, hilarious. I've watched this movie twice so far, once in theaters and once at home, and both times my jaw hurt at the end from laughing so hard. I think this person has TMG from giving too many BJs. How about you guys? Ed TMJ. Helms wrote that. TMG. Ed Helms wrote that. The hangover. I can't believe my tooth fell out yeah. giving those blowjobs. I can't believe it. been funny if it was my tooth fell out from laughing so hard, but it'd be <laughs> bullshit. The Hangover Trilogy, yes, I've seen all three, is quickly becoming... The equivalent of the Godfather trilogy, Ugh, wow. an unrelenting classic by which all other films will be judged. This guy needs to get out a little yeah, more. Yeah, that guy he's, really needs a life. He's, because, oh, hold I on. think of 50 <laughs> better comedies. It was also $10 when I bought it. Can't beat that. Grab you always find people I who love bring these. up how much they paid for the Crab- movie. They post it. <laughs> grab it if you can, yeah, grab it, you can find under 10 bucks. Ah, <laughs> see? Yeah. He said that oh, one. Fucking... Mark Israel. Mark Israel. Mark Mercatana <laughs> said it that time. I do it every the, fucking The Fourth time. Reich is in here. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, I would think you were looking for a deal. Kevin, his, uh, a goatee is like constantly bringing up prices. Yeah, these are not my reviews. Because he said every time he does it, he looks at me and goes, "What do you think of that, Jew? <laughs> <laughs> we have ways to make you see the movie." <laughs> or the end of, of, of Saving Private Ryan. Shh, shh, as he drives the knife into him. No. Jesus! If you don't think The Hangover is funny, you need to buy yourself a sense of humor. Can I get one with a boom? With, with, is it going to cost ten dollars? Yeah. Can I get a can I get a Groupon with that and a chiropractic exam as well? That's what I think. <laughs> Mark Rickardon, this is my favorite section, and That's Kevin Israel too. It's called the People One Star Reviews. I led this one off with a bang. I guess people high on DMX or pot. If I scream, that means it's all capitals. Wait, hold on. DMX? I guess people high on DMX or pot might laugh, but those are lost people anyway and should probably volunteer for wood chepherd testing anyway. I guess someone's not a fan of Cradle to the Grave. Orf, orf, orf! No. (laughs) I had to throw that in there. I guarantee this woman was also written by a Southern woman who says black people are called those people. I'm... I, think from she, I, I don't hate this. I want to know what drug she was actually talking about. DMX. She put DMX. Yeah, but she meant something else. I think she meant DMT. DMT. Yeah, yeah, hey, this is for drug addicts. <laughs> or she meant to put DMZ, like, demilitarized zone. I don't know. These people who smoke those jazz cigarettes and do DMX. She jazz cigarettes. Was that Reefer Madness reference? That's fucking great. <laughs> Only Hollywood can make a film this bad. Completely as worthless as a hangover without proceeding is... a drunk. Right, who else is making films besides Hollywood? Charlotte, North Carolina makes beautiful films. <laughs> what, what, Bali, was it... My niece has a YouTube channel. Yeah. She makes lovely vignettes. I'm like, <laughs> is this like Bollywood's making films? I want to see the Indian people hangover where the dad... Of the groom and the bride of the, uh, and then the dad, the bride meet to discuss dowries and inspect all their meals to make sure there's no meat in them. And that it ends like the, with a giant dance scene for three and a half hours, <laughs> yelling "Jai Ho." This one is my favorite one. Ready? It's a little bit long, but it's trust me, it's worth it. A baby was used and abused. 
The whole premise was ridiculous. Demeaning of white privileged males and poorly acted. We stopped watching out of boredom when the perps left Las Vegas. I resent paying $3.99 to watch such claptrap. By the way, claptrap. Clap that's, that's why I call my last girlfriend claptrap. No. <laughs> right? Thank you. Uh... That Thank was you. written by a white woman, yeah. by the way. Oh, easily, easily. She's the one with that, that oh, mean trigger. Yeah. White privilege and how dare they have beard. Yeah, how dare they be white <laughs> and guilty? They of... should shave. Eh, not great extras for the money. I didn't know that director's commentary or blooper reels play a part in purchasing an actual film, guys. Not great. Whoever watched the extras? I do sometimes. Of course you do. You no, there are certain Ke- Any Kevin Smith film extras oh, are well, fucking he's, he's, so worth yeah, it. Yeah, he's interesting. By the way, I, I watched the Jay and Silent Bob new one. Oh, you saw the new movie? Yes. It's out already? On iTunes. Oh. The first 20 minutes, half hour, are fucking funny. I'll have to give you one joke. I died and made my wife come and watch it. They're going to go buy a plane ticket to fly to Hollywood, and they go to the, the, the ticket girl at the counter, and she's like, hey, y'all, how you doing? What can I do for you today? And he goes, man, Jay goes, that's a crazy jersey, actually. He goes, I'm from South Jersey. I fucking no, lost my shit. Only 5% of the movie-going population will get that joke. Oh, I know. <laughs> Everyone who goes to a Kevin Smith movie <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the second act is pure ludicrous and fucking nonsense. The third act is kind of funny. And it's, and it's a shitload of cameos from all oh, sure. films. It's, it's good. Was it in the theaters? For one day. Because he's trying to go. I don't know what his whole marketing ploy was. It was in the theaters for one day. He did one of those, one of those Fathom event things, Q&As, and he showed it once, and that was it. And they did like a, a double feature of that and the original uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I don't know why I didn't do that. I, I was going to pay to go see it, but I had some. I, I, I had gigs that night. I couldn't go. I'm like, fuck, one night only? Are you serious? Like, yeah. dude. Huh. Anyway, it's, it's good. Give it a watch. Mark Riccadonna, the floor is yours before yes. we get to our note section. Why? I want you to come here and gut the, the sacred, sacred cow. cow. All right. I'm going to put a couple ground rules down because I understand. This is our show, fuckface. We give the rules out here. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm coming in with a rule. Go ahead. Look, I, I get it. This movie did a lot of groundbreaking things. It won the best movie of the year for uh, comedy, the AFI or whatever. AFI is a joke anyway, but okay. Yeah, but it won an award. Um, (laughs) But here's the thing. It taught Hollywood that uh, comedy with a no-name actor can make money because none of these people were famous yet. Ed Helms was on Colbert, barely. But I get you, no, I'm Uh, with you. They weren't uh, blockbuster. No, this this, this propelled them all. These are not names in Hollywood. Every single person in this movie got launched because of this movie, right? which I respect. And Todd Phillips is another one. He was a – he's a, a – look, if you look at directors, he's in my top five. Really? Yes. He's awesome, but this isn't his best movie. What is his best far. movie in your, in your well, opinion? The Joker. But Great. Then, then you got old school. I don't like old school. Uh, I didn't like old school. Overrated. I'll do it. I'll do this on my own self. So wait, road so trip is go, better. Road trip road is better trip, than is better yes. than old school. hundred percent. So wait. Uh, so it's funny you say that because to me this is the most overrated movie of all time. Okay. There's never been a movie so overrated where I was. This was 2009. I was on tour going overseas, and I came home and everyone talked about The Hangover. 
that it was the greatest movie. This movie's going to change comedy. This movie is going to save comedy films. It's the greatest thing that ever happened. And I went and saw it and went, oh, my God. If this is... I came back and everybody went dumb. Yeah. If this <laughs> I'm is... going back on tour. <laughs> Fuck you, people. If this is the bar, I'm fucking done. <laughs> because it was it was so mediocre. Explain. It Show was, your work. It was the most mediocre movie I've ever seen. Uh, so it won a Golden Globe for Best Comedy, but what was it against? Complete shit. There was A Wes Anderson film, I bet. There was zero good movies out that year. So it was like it won awards but against nothing like nothing was possibly good uh it launched zach galifianakis and bradley cooper into the mainstream which i guess is good right? thanks for bradley cooper we could have passed on zach he was also in uh um Same. fuck wedding crashers bradley yes. cooper was oh. sack that's what i call a sack lunch also num, 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 num. also overrated as fuck wedding uh, crashers jesus christ <laughs> But so uh, so Zach Galifianakis and I had the same uh, manager for a while. We get it. You're big time, Mark. All right. Uh, listen, <laughs> my manager told us flat out, both of us, beards are not funny. This was 2002. Boy, is he still right, too? Beards are not funny. <laughs> Mustaches are. And look, two of the three comics in this room have beards, and one of them can't grow one. Yeah, one of them just can so, grow it. I just don't sure, look good. No. Oh, yeah. He's waiting for puberty. It's okay. It'll happen. One day. Don't worry. Uh, this was, uh, everyone said, was like the greatest comedy to come out. Sure. It wasn't even Todd Phillips' greatest comedy. I agree. It's This movie was so satisfactory, but the audience thought it was the greatest thing ever. Um, here's Here's the thing. Okay. So I think it did more harm than good with comedy. Because it allowed Zach Galifianakis to become a uh, – uh, he became a mainstream thing. So now we have all these Zach Galifianakis yep. wannabes. And the neck doing, beards. Yeah, doing awkward, <laughs> doing awkward comedy where you act like uh, I don't know what's happening. Alt comedy. And, and now every movie has that fucking in it. And it's like can someone be fucking funny or does it all have to be awkward? Is that the only way to get a laugh anymore? There's no one are disagreeing with you on this one in this room. The build-up couldn't be worse. I feel like uh, it, it, it's not at all the greatest comedy of all time. I think it was an average comedy. So don't get me wrong. You guys are going to point out scenes and go, that's not funny. And I'm going to go, no, that was very funny. We're not funny. necessarily going to disagree with we, you. We, okay, we're holding our, we withhold our opinion until the end. Until we, okay, know. okay. But I'm saying this movie was, to me, if I was the person guessing how this happened, was somebody had a bunch of really funny scenes and then glued it together with really stupid, ludicrous bullshit. And that's how I think the movie got made. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was like, I got a script and this story needs told. I think it was, I got a bunch of funny ideas about Vegas. 
How can we make? This yeah, it was movie? like the, it was the reverse way. I think most comedies work, where it's like, I got this great movie. Can you can you help punch it up with some jokes? This is like, I got some jokes. Can you help punch it up with a script? <laughs> exactly. This, so exactly, that's exactly how I feel. About behind it. the curtain talk here. This film, as I read my research, was one of the films that was the scripts were being shopped around as one of the top five most sought after films to buy. It was bought for two million dollars. Yeah, yeah. They were, but they were, they were shopping this around, and people were and dying. Every their hands meeting on. started with, "Bro, no, I got this fucking idea, man, bro." Yo, you know when your boys out. go to Vegas, like when we're up fucking broing out, and broing, and guys, we're doing seven. burpees. I'll bring the fucking script right now. Burpees, go. <laughs> <laughs> every character in it is super cliche. It's insane. Uh, they say it's the best of all time. Well, Who they- said it's the best of all time? Everyone was talking about how this was going to change comedy. Every character in this was the most stereotypical fucking characters on the planet. Alan, uh, Alan, who's the comic relief of the whole thing, admittedly says stuff that leads that he's a pedophile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then ends up the guy who is with the child. He's holding the child the whole movie, but he admitted to being a pedophile, and the fucking dickhead Bradley Cooper is supposed to be a teacher. I have in my he notes. Wouldn't have, he wouldn't have one problem with this. I have, because you he just touched He treated this. the children like shit through the whole movie. <laughs> then at the end, like when he's walking out of school, he tells the one kid to like, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> but then... At the end, he's Mr. Fucking Daddy, and this is my little baby. You son of a bitch. That's note number four. Here's what I wrote. I am not buying Bradley Cooper as a teacher in this film. Not at all. I'm also not buying him as a married guy and a father. I 100% agree with this. And by the way, and no one. Philly piece of shit. Well, let's just say Philly. We don't understand it's a piece of shit. You're being redundant. (laughs) Not one guy bangs a random random slut in this fucking film. Not one guy. He's the guy my money is on. He was the guy. He's the guy who's fucking chicks. I guarantee you, they shot it like this. They ran it through a test audience. They go, oh, he can't be a dirtbag. No one in this bachelor party is fucking chicks. This is not a bachelor party. And that guy, I am not, for not one second, am I buying him A as a teacher? He dresses too well, and B as a fucking family man and the wife. He doesn't call the wife and kid at all when he's in the bachelor no. party. Complete horseshit. Did not buy that. Boy. The only reason why he's a teacher is to is to exactly go off your jumping point of Brad. Uh, sorry, Zach Galifianakis as a pedophile. That's the only time because he pulls up in the car. Goes, oh, I can't be here, man. I can't be here in front of his school of more than fifty yards. Why is that? Oh, it's a pedophile uh, charge. I can't right. be in Chuck E. Cheese. Exactly. Like, that, oh, that's the line. But give I him had... the baby, and then every time you see a baby later in the movie, he's like, leave it in the car. Leave it in the car. Just cracked a window. Yeah. No. I, what dad? I don't I, care how shitty of a fucking father you are. What dad goes, oh, no, leave him in the Vegas heat. You can leave a kid in this heat, right? Yeah. You leave a kid in the closet. Like, fuck that kid. I, I totally agree. The, the first time I saw that movie, I was like, why is Bradley Cooper married with a kid? He should be fucking scumming it up. through Vegas by his balls. Like, what's... It made no. I, it almost felt like all of, all of that backstory quality? was the, like they they should have switched Ed Helms and his backstories. Exactly. That, uh, there uh, needed to be a moment where you have a redeemable moment with. But you're not. Bradley but hold on. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I'm not buying him getting pussy with by what's name Rachel Wilson. I think it is. I, I I'm not buying. I'm buying Ed Helms being a pussy with piece of shit. I'm not buying Bradley Cooper because he go but, bitch. I'm out of here. Bye. No, but see if he. If you made his wife 
like smoking model hot, and she was no, just. No, it's even funnier if she's not. If he's pussy whipped because he loves her. Like, it doesn't need to be. Or he knocked her up and he couldn't leave her. Yeah. Like, he knocked her up in high school. You you don't. uh, He's so unredeemable and so unlikable. At the end of the movie, you just want to jump out and go, leave that motherfucker. Don't let him hold that baby. I dare say Bradley Cooper had some of the best fucking lines in this film. Yeah, but he's a piece of shit. Yeah, I know the whole that. Time. That's why I laugh. Yeah, well, it's I, not redeemable. The, the dynamic between him is likable. The dynamic between Bradley Cooper and Ed Helms was, for me, what made the movie. I don't think Zach and, Zach Galifianakis was funny at all. I, I it, the idea of them bringing him along and the way the whole thing, like he suddenly ended up becoming friends with, like it was that was such bullshit. Well, and, if and anyone who has that, well, we're all married guys. Luckily enough, I didn't have to bring, not that he's an asshole, my wife's brother. Because it's like no one willingly, like Justin Barthel, the guy who falls asleep, and they, they can't, what's his fucking name, uh, the, the, the character uh, that loses his name? Yeah. Right. Doug. Doug. He's like the glue that binds them all, but it's like, guys, I gotta bring my fucking brother-in-law yeah. to be. And he's like, oh, he's the all only chipper. One I liked, yeah. In the whole movie, he's a, he's the, he's a quintessential and nice it's because guy. Because you don't see him, yeah. And his wife to be <laughs> smoking hot, by yeah, the way. Yeah, she is. She's yeah. a piece and loaded. Apparently so. If the dad's yeah. got that that ride. Any other points you, you're you're gonna make here? Well, I'm gonna say uh, uh, Phil, which is Bradley Cooper's character. Uh, the whole busting the balls about like being a dentist, and he's like, "You're not a doctor. You're not a doctor. You're just a dentist. You just de- you're a fucking school teacher." <laughs> I hundred percent agree. And you're gonna like you're just a fuck. You're just a dentist, like. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, you make 45000 a year, Bradley right. Cooper. I win. Yeah. He's, I'm telling you, seriously, Philly dude. Like that's Oh, yeah, he's he from is. Philly, yeah. And that's, so and that's why poor. horrible bosses did it right by making him a dental hygienist. That's a funny job. Being a dentist, there's nothing... F- you can't make fun of a dent- Like that. I agreed that that was... They had the good. highest suicide if, rate, by the way, fun They fact. do, yeah. yeah. They do. But, but, but if they made him a dental hygienist... And those jokes were going on, that would have been funny. Or yeah. if, if you Ed Helms was a chiropractor, because they're not real doctors, that right. would have been the yeah, way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. Like, de- like you're a fucking real doctor if you're a dentist. Yeah. 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 You, you could prescribe medications. You're a fucking. There's so many jokes throughout the movie with that they could have called back the dentist, not a doctor joke, and they didn't. They didn't do it. He, like, set up a fucking punchline that was going to be a thing throughout the movie, and it never came back. So it was like. He just looked like a dickhead. Yeah. I really thought it was stupid. Now, the big thing, and I don't want to give away spoiler alert. (laughs) It's it's fine. Ten years after the fact? (laughs) Eleven years almost? Vegas has cameras every square inch. Sure. Of not only the casino, the sidewalk, the parking lot, everything about uh, Vegas has fucking cameras. They go up on the roof. They climb up a ladder, have drinks. And roofies. Do this whole thing. And roofie themselves up. Throw a, a fucking fuck. <laughs> mattress. mattress. How did he get the mattress from the room to the roof without anyone? No one sees it. And later through the movie, there's a point where the mattress smashed through one of the, the uh, statues, and they're going, oh, my God, look at this guy couldn't hold his liquor, threw a thing out the window. Wait, Mark, you're asking how they got a mattress up to the roof? How did they get a fucking tiger? Wait, we wait, didn't wait, 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 wait. How about, how about one more? I thought you were going to go down this one because it's note number 11. 
how do they get to the roof to even have drinks without getting fucking tasered? That was yeah. part one. Yeah. Part one of this one. Yeah, there definitely was and an then, alarm door yeah. going out there. They brought a fucking, no alarm door, no cameras, apparently, even in the hallways. Even in the fucking hallways or elevator. How did they get this out there? Then they threw it off. Caesars decided to, you know what? We don't need to have any kind of investigation. This fucking mattress must have blew over from the Bellagio. <laughs> Actually, that's perfect because it's next door to each other. Hilarious. And fucking hit the fucking statue. And how did no one had any apparent reason to think, like, maybe we should check the roof? Why the fuck would something have been thrown off the roof? The the hotel doesn't know that the windows don't open. No, they fasten them purposely. They had to fasten the ones in the hotel that looks like a fucking pyramid because people were committing suicide inside the casino. They were jumping from the fucking inside. <laughs> yeah. You think they're going to let the windows from the outside be open? This is complete bullshit. Secondly, the next morning, they wake up. Uh, and and I, I got to say, I do love the way it was shot. When they wake up in the morning, it's the best scene. They have no idea what happened. Sprawled on the floor. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm there every year in September. The way Todd (laughs) Phillips shot it with the camera on their faces, you feel their pain. You're sitting there. The dry mouth. Jesus Christ, these poor son of a bitches. Like, this is so horrible. The only the only you're thing missing so, was a bunch of vitamin waters laying around. <laughs> only no, thing. So you're so into it, and you you're like deciding to forget that like they were just on a roof, and Vegas didn't bust. I I like fart in an elevator in Vegas, and like ten security guards come over and spray. Like, <laughs> so well, you have bad farts. The fact Years that ago. they got to a roof was insane. So I forgive it, and I go, oh my god, this is so. I feel their hangover. Oh, this is so horrible. Then all of a sudden. They find a fucking tiger in the bathroom. How do they get a tiger into the bathroom? And later you see them. Through bring, the casino and hotel. You see them bring the tiger out yeah. from Mike Tyson's house on a leash, walking it, walking it. It wasn't dead. It wasn't fucking <laughs> asleep. They walked the tiger out. So they apparently walked this fucking tiger up to the room. That was a missed opportunity because they said, all they need to do is shoot one scene of them walking a tiger through the casino. And some guy goes, what are you doing? They go, this is Sigrid and Royce. Yeah, yeah, right. Done. Right. Yeah. Some they shit like that. They could have did it. They didn't. And they bring the tiger up. Now, here's where the problem lies. They get into the, they get it in. It's locked into the bathroom. Zach Galifianakis is pissing, sees the tiger, freaks out, goes out. Ah, oh my God, there's a tiger in there. Uh, Phil goes, oh, yeah, Tiger, that's crazy. He goes in thinking it's full of shit, walks in, goes, eh, yeah. The, He's like, holy shit, there's a tiger in there. Not even holy shit. Yeah. It's, uh, there's, yeah, Tiger, uh, that's crazy. I mean, he's hung and over then, and roofing. I'm sure his, his his senses are delayed like on L.A. time here. Yes, but then like two minutes later, he's freaking out about something else that has nothing to do with any, like, oh, my God, yeah, Doug's missing. This is crazy. And I wish like, he had video for this podcast you now. Just saw, <laughs> Adano, you just saw a fucking tiger, and there's a chicken in the kitchen. You have yeah, no problem with any of this shit Yeah, where'd that chicken come from? With any of this uh, there was shit a chicken, yeah. On, but 
The fact that your friend Doug is not in the room, it's all of a sudden a big deal. See, now that was me. This would be a simple answer. Where's Doug? He's getting pussy. That's what he's doing. <laughs> no dude's like, until I don't, I, don't, I don't send out the search party until like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, so that's one of my friends like, he's getting laid. He's getting laid. He's passing some broads room or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe the fact we're so drunk, he's sleeping somewhere else. Sure. Who knows? He might have been in a, another room. They're like immediately like, oh, there's a lion in the fucking bathroom. And Matter of factly. There's a chicken in the kitchen and there's swords and an Elvis costume. But where the fuck is Doug? Like, who the fuck has that mentality? I think this is the most passionate we've had guest we've had. No, Jeff Paul and Spaceballs can't be topped, I think. But that was... He was spewing vitriol about that we, film. That, but we had a cartoon character on. I mean, that was... Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> but that, Rick Adonis, welcome to fucking Mount Rushmore. I'll give you that. Uh, so, any, any other notes here? I got a ton. All right. Brian Callen was so good in it. Oh, of course. He plays the guy at the, the wedding chapel <laughs> that I actually wish we could have just followed him for the two hours <laughs> instead of wasting our time with these fucking assholes. Uh, Brody Stevens, with the, he brought the kids in. I go, oh, my God, this is going to be so funny. And then you never see Brody Stevens again. So all of a sudden you realize, like, Oh fuck! We gotta watch Rob Riggle do his overacting <laughs> every fucking role. Thing. I can't stand oh. him on Fox. Like every film he's in the same. Oh, I'm gonna yell because I was an improv guy. Ha ha ha! That's a punchline, right? Ha ha! And then I'm gonna be an awkward robot. Ah. Uh, a, po- a point. A point about so the police station. Bad. It's so tired. Doing the doing the timeline. Not a hard one. Kids visiting a police station on a Saturday. I'm Ridiculous. not buying it. Not Ridic- buying. Not even on a weekday. Yeah, if Saturday. We- let's go. Let's go see the cop station. And we're gonna shoot him with stun guns. I get it. You need to move the plot forward. You're trying, but it's like this is another weak reason that we realize this is just a movie full of scenes, and they just went, how the fuck do we 100%. glue these together? And they wanted to really taser them. No sense. I did read that, but the studio said no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to overlook how stupid the stun gun scene is, because I get it. They, they had to move the story forward, but it's so fucking stupid. It's like they just had these, like, the ideas of, like, okay, what would be funny to happen in Vegas? This, this, this. All right. Now glue it together. Whoever wrote this movie should not admit they wrote it. Why? They're making millions of dollars. I'd shout this from the rooftops. Fuck you. I got a shit film, in your opinion, made. You have to have your name on it. You can still make Uncredited. You can still make the money. (laughs) But, like, if you want to be a good writer, if if you're in. Films to make money? Yeah, fuck it. I wrote it. I wrote it. I did Porky's everything. 3, that's all me. But if you're like, hey, man, I want to be serious. I want people to look back at me and go, oh, my God, that was a great writer. Fucking take your name right off of it. Well, that, that credits Phillips because I don't know who wrote this because I'm not Googling. But there, was, there were two writers. It, was, it wasn't Phillips? One of them was he. I think Phillips was like a additional writing. Well, that just cre- uh, speaks to his credibility because he goes from the hangover to the fucking Joker. Right? Joker's insane. He loved it. Loved it. One other guy who was trying to get on the show, uh, you know, why bother? He's like, I want to do the Joker. I'm like, cool, do it on your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're Good not for- allowed on this. Yeah, one. sorry. And the guy goes, I'm going to do John Wick. I'm like, that's cool. Create your own podcast. All right, sorry. <laughs> but there's just so much shit in this movie. You watch it and you just go, this is... 
this doesn't make sense. There's no reason the scene needs to be here. It's unnecessary. There's no reason we need to have anyone. And, uh, you know, everyone talked. So this was another thing. When I came back from overseas, everyone talked about there's this guy, Ken Jeong. Oh, here we go. Oh, you boy. Need, you need A, you need to see his scene. In this movie, when he's introduced in the movie, it's maybe the greatest introduction to a character ever. He's so good in it. It's so amazing. When it happened, I was like, this is the dumbest, fucking most overrated, stupidest fucking way to introduce somebody into a movie. And he was not funny. Throughout the rest of the film, films redeem it. Yeah, I, uh, here's where I'm going to cut you off. Never watched another. Oh, that's one. right. You did say that. After I watched what? the first Hangover, I went. Sequels can never be better than the originals, and this is a piece of shit. I have two notes about Please, Ken Jeong. I like to share. Thanks to this film, number one, a fellow with an average penis like myself feels great about this after his dick size after seeing Ken Jeong run around naked. Oh, yeah. And number two, thanks to this film, we're now subjected to Ken Jeong thinking he can do, he can do comedy. Have you seen that special he did Netflix? Stand up. That, Jesus. That isn't that. I forgot who. Oh, I remember uh, now. Every club I've ever been to that he's played, I go, How was it? And they just went, ah, It was a weekend. <laughs> a lot of people can't. The best line on the uh, uh, Alec Baldwin roast was Caroline Ray. To Ken Jong, she goes, and Ken Jong's here tonight. Wow, I guess they're, uh, I guess they're calling open mics now comedy specials these days, huh? Jesus. I fucking lost my shit. So that's brilliant. <laughs> that so was on eight I minutes. I left eight minutes. I didn't watch eight it. minutes. I want to rename the movie Hangover Cell. Hey, <laughs> Hangover Value. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Uh, here's the thing. So. I love moment, your preparation, by the way. You have way more notes than most guests do. At that moment, when the Kim Jong-il shit happened. Kim Jong-il? You mean the Christ. leader of North Korea? Doesn't matter. I don't <laughs> care for either of them. It's so fucking horrible. They have the same size Actually, penis. they're both disasters as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I would have stopped watching the movie because remember I said, oh, Jesus, now I have to rewatch this piece of shit. I would have stopped until the Mike Tyson scene. Sure. Mike Tyson scene? Redeem. Now all of a sudden it's fun. It's funny. I think he's charismatic. You know why? Again, we could just watch Mike Tyson for two hours instead of these fucking assholes. Mike Tyson, when filming this, was high out of his mind on booze and pills. He said this was at the lowest point of his life and his fattest. He said he did everything high and he thanked all the actors for carrying him throughout that film. Well, I'll tell him he carried them. And so fat. Pilled up Mike Tyson is better than all of those fucking <laughs> actors in a heartbeat. Oh, wow! I fucking wow. loved Mike Tyson. In Who scene. didn't? I mean, that's definitely a high point. I had. Oh, yeah, so good. Just him listening to uh, in the uh, air Phil tonight, Collins yeah, and doing the drum thing. I'm like, I could watch this for two hours instead of caring about. If these assholes ever find their friend, I don't give a fuck if they find their friend. A bunch of rich cunts who are bitching <laughs> about being... White privileged males! <laughs> I, you know what? Now are they I, rich? Now I know why black people hate us. 
Oh, this is the reason the hangover? Yeah, it could be. This it. episode is going a whole different direction. It sure is. <laughs> no editing for this one. So uh, then all of a sudden they do this Ed Helms bathroom scene where he has to go in and drug up the tiger. Oh, yeah, with the, with the pills and the steak. And I was like, holy shit, I fucking love this when it was Rick Moranis with Gozer. <laughs> he did the same voice. He's like, hey, I, uh, uh, if you guys want to come in and play Twister. I'm like, holy shit, you're just doing a Rick Moranis impression. Like, because you know the tiger wasn't in the room, so he was yeah. imagining Gozer fucking walking through because he did uh, Rick Moranis Perfectly. You keep saying that, and I'm so confused because my dog's name is Gozer. <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? A Bernadoodle. Yeah, not Gozer. <laughs> <laughs> He's 70 pounds. There you go. All right. Um, so then there was another part where I thought it was going to get redeemable when Zach Galifianakis was going to go down and win the money. He comes down. They're in the elevator. He has the fucking gray suit. Suit, yeah. back no, hair. With no tie. I'm going, oh, my God, this is going to be like a shot-for-shot shot rain, man. It wasn't. They completely lost the funny on it. With the graphics of the uh, you know division, square root, all that shit, the yeah. math numbers flying through. They just should have made a fucking sketch about Rain Man. Like, it should have been, you know, Bradley Cooper dresses Tom Cruise and then at the table doing the exact same thing yeah. with Zach Galifianakis going, wait, it's definitely five. It's definitely five. There's a lot of queens. <laughs> they didn't do it. Wapner just... five. Wapner five. <laughs> Kmart sucks. Kmart sucks. They just basically, like, made this stupid moment that was like, who fucking cares? Like, who cares? They're going to win the money back, and they're going to do the whatever. Like, it's so overplayed. It's so overdone. It's not even, like, a hint of funny. And they made Rain Man jokes, but then they never actually, like, committed Called directly to it. to it. Right. So then he wins the money. They leave. We do all this shit. We went through this whole fucking movie, wasted our entire afternoon to save a fucking drug dealer who is played by Mike Epps, which I'd rather watch Mike Epps for two hours <laughs> than these That's fucking a bold statement. morons, yeah. right? Like, I would rather watch Mike Epps' story. How did he get... Uh, uh, Don't see the right second up. one, then. Yeah. If this is your frustration right now... Do not see the second one. I will not. Because it repeats worry. that same level of frustration. Like, Mike Epps <laughs> is more interesting than every single one of those people involved in the scene from Kim Jong-un to fucking Zach Galifianakis by a million. Mike Epps is way funnier than any of these motherfuckers. And then they bring him in the car after they paid $80,000 for the wrong person no, they're not even upset. They're just like, okay, now we got Black Dog. Let's go back. And they drive back to Vegas. It's like, I, I, it's zero point. Did they go, let's just fucking call the cops on this motherfucker. Hey, my, hey, Black, um, uh, what was his name? Doug. Black Doug, because he called Black Doug. Yeah. How about you give me 80 grand for saving your ass since you're a drug dealer and have the money? And he's not going to. Yeah. It's, it's just such a boring thing. And then, all of a sudden, the drug dealer is the one who figures out that it's on the roof because of roofies. So they put together some bullshit thing. Remember when we were in fucking grade school and we went to camp and we put a, 
And we made Doug go out on the, he's on the roof. Wait, you know what's funny though? What? That so they pulled that whole thing where he goes roofies roof. Hmm. Wait, you know what that's from? Spies like us. At the very end, when they're all in the tents and they <laughs> think the 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 missile's gonna land, and uh, um, oh, fuck, Chevy Chase, Ackroyd, Ackroyd, Ackroyd's in the bed with the with the hot Russian chick, and she sa- he goes he says something, and then he goes, oh my god, that's it. And he runs out and he figures out how to stop the missiles from crashing. So they're going to this... steal that from Spies Like Us, but they're not going to steal the scene from Rain Man and make that funny? Like, how stupid is this movie? Wow. And then they finally, oh, he's on the roof. Which I had the problem at the beginning, spoiler alert, that no cameras caught this. Nobody figured out that a fucking mattress got launched off of a building and nobody decided to go... Maybe we should look on the roof. Something happened where a fucking mattress showed up. So they go up there, and he's just sunburnt. That's it. He's just sunburnt. Or security goes up there and goes, oh, where are you staying there, buddy? Huh? Let's just get you downstairs. And uh, after they see the camera footage of uh, him up there gallivanting about. You would think that would be the number one thing. Uh, And then the big stupid moments are, uh, of course, the hooker with the heart of gold. She gave the ring back. <laughs> she gave the ring back. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't want to have any kind of Holocaust horrible joke. Um, it's such a dumb ending. They have to go 215 miles, four-hour drive with no traffic, and they're going to do it, make it in time, with their tuxedos. Which we're Throw off a van, van like it's yeah. Spy Hunter. I'm like, three and a half hour drive from Vegas to L.A., not even if they had Kit from Knight Rider does that happen. And they didn't stop at any moment, even though Piss breaks, sunburnt and dehydrated. They didn't stop. Yeah. They didn't stop. That's I've had hangovers that I had to go to Levittown, Long Island at 6 o'clock at night. I've had hangovers where I woke up at 10 in the morning and go, I can't make it. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone drive four hours. Yeah. And put Sunburn. on a tuxedo in With a car, a- in a moving car doing 85 after, plus. After being in 120 degree weather for two days on a roof. With no water. And right. that car still drove. Right. After everything it had gone through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After a fucking Cadillac fucking SUV rams it, <laughs> they still... I. I've been in a tiny fender bender, and my car had problems for weeks. <laughs> well, you weren't driving a 1930 Mercedes, so... I know. You're right. He is more animated than Jeff Paul was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not even close it's, now. It's complete... I love the level every, of passion. Every yeah, this is what sells moment it. of this movie, bullshit. You, you should coach all of our future guests. Yeah, right? Do a prep class. All right, this, these are my ah. notes, because we got to get going, because Harren's outside. That being said... I love the movie. Ah! I love that it, that it launched. Other, Kevin no, is, no, other that than it, that, Mrs. That Lincoln. It, that it launched. <laughs> the, film, the, the, the film, the play was great. No, but great. it launched so many great things. The indie movies started getting funding. It launched. But this that. was not an indie movie. Hold it the fuck was. up. No, it, it was. was. 
There was no famous people in that movie. There they made it for fucking what they make in it that for movie. It was thirty five million. Film. That's a good budget for a comedy. There was zero famous people in that movie. Heather Graham was the most famous person. Uh, in let's talk about Heather Graham. Heather Graham is still a Vegas ten, and her tits should be bronze for posterity. I'll fight mm. you fuckers where you stand on that. If she you can only play you know, a bad actress. I don't care. She's still hot. Swingers, forget it. Telling Bradley Cooper, and this is the gambler me. Telling a blackjack dealer to go fuck himself is the quickest way of getting raped by an overweight security guard's walkie talkie. You will get. I get yelled by saying "fuck" if I bust out. Like sometimes, some places are fine. Some places you get the pit boss like, "Hey man, just a little bit." He's telling the character, "Fuck you, fuck you." The dealer throwing up the finger like, "Fuck you." Looking motherfucker would have had him out of there. Yeah, I'm. I'm watching this the other day. I'm I'm going to the TV. Go. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Give the well, bird Mr. To a Mr. Finger Mr. Mr. Las Vegas over here. I know. <laughs> Speaking. I know. I'm talking the Phil. <laughs> Speaking of Phil, you really are. By the way, this... is I look like Alan. So you ate Alan. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's... I'm kidding. Jeez. We're friends. You know what this guy? <laughs> this guy You're is very so handsome. unlikable. I you know. Would, you could be in the Hangover. I wish I would be. So I wouldn't be doing unlikable. this podcast anymore. <laughs> You're so unlikable. You could have been in. I it. know. Ed Helms' girlfriend reminds me of 25% of my friends' wives, but 75% of my friends act like Ed Helms. <laughs> Holy shit, that's amazing that you brought that up. Because the other thing I was thinking about watching it but didn't bring up is zero fun women involved. Like, Well, the bride who's getting I was, married, I, I, she's fine. She was just worried. If I was involved in this story, I could have called Angie and been like, he's fucking missing. And she would be like, oh shit, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like... Nobody had a cool woman at home that they could like. Laugh that was in the reviews, it. actually. Uh, and the obvious, this the best part of the film are the films, including Zach Galifianakis getting blown in the elevator by an actual old adult star. And it's a fun fact: prosthetic penis, though. <laughs> oh, how would you know? I, I, Boogie I know, Nights. I know a, did, did he Boogie Nights? That I know one? a cock when I see one. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Kevin Israel, you have any notes? Uh, yeah, look. I definitely didn't dislike it as much as Mr. Riccadonna did. Uh, it's I I one hundred percent agree that it was a bunch of scenes that people thought were funny, and then they just tied it together with a with a, a overarching theme of this bachelor party that the the story didn't make a lot of sense. The point about this whole build up to finding him, and then it turns out it's the wrong person in the Escalade, and then they the re- resolution was like it felt like they were just like, well, how are we going to tie this up? We've, we gotta wrap this, this shit is up. The We're third an hour act. and a half. This is the third act. We gotta we gotta solve this. There's but, nothing worse than the guy looking at his watch going, "Come on, we're an hour and a half in. Let's wrap this shit up." But I, uh, I I'm also not a Zach Galifianakis fan, and I think his his he, I don't I don't. Have you watched Between Two Ferns? I I, I never laugh. It's fucking. I think it's I, hilarious. I, I really do. I do you never, watch that? Here's the thing. I love Zach Galifianakis. I love all the stuff he did between two ferns. I love uh, uh, Baskets. I, I never I, watch Baskets. Everything he does is funny, but it's his brand. It's his thing. It's like Sasha Baron Cohen where you're like, okay, you know, if you're watching this, you're watching that thing. This is the movie that launched it and made him mainstream, which is awesome. But at the same time, like you were saying, it launched all this bullshit of people trying to be. It's a face that launched a thousand ships. Yeah. Shits. For, that's a nice Greek mythology <laughs> reference you did now try to turn around and make poopy references. Potty humor. I read. I respect. I, I do too. Who's like, who am I kidding? 
Did you got the sacred cow? No, you did not. Because I agree that this film is insanely overrated. I'm, I, I try to keep a poker face. I also lost my fucking mind when people are like, this film is a game changer. It is not a game changer. It is. It's fine. It's fine. It's, there are funny moments. I, la- I rewatched it again I Friday. Had laughs. Everyone's saying it's, it's the great. I still think the last two great comedies where I can, there's nonstop laughs. Borat, American Pie one. Mm. Wow, you you're you're very frugal with your with your laugh. I want you to tell. Well, I mean, no, I'm saying it's consistently like start to finish classic. The remote test. Both those pass it in flying color. Yeah, the remote test is when you're flicking around in cable and go, holy shit! Like oh, we, yeah, just, we, just, we, we, we just we 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 just did Pulp Fiction. I'm like Pulp Fiction's on. Don't need the remote for two and a half hours. Yep. So this film, not a remote film. American Pie, but it's the best comedy in the last 20-some years. There has Name me another comedy that's been something so, from start to finish that's so memorable, quotable, and hilarious. I can't. My top three are Saving Silverman, which is a goofy, stupid, never saw it, never saw it, of a movie. Yeah, Jason Biggs. But, yeah, but it's funny, and you just watch it. It's like watching Saturday Night Live. You're not going to get any calories from it. You're just going to laugh and go, that was so stupid. Ah, that was dumb. The other one is uh, the the number one is uh, uh, Caddyshack. No, well I that's love my number Caddyshack. one. But like uh, I'm talking about modern movies that are comedies with something about Mary is like the fun. You know what? Rewatch it does not hold up. I, I watch it all the time. I, I disagree. It's so I, fucking funny. I think it doesn't hold up. I re- <sighs> and again. Not that I'm one of them, but the social justice warriors will have a fucking oh my god, field day. Oh, just just the brother alone. Yeah, the the zip, you know, put those little retards in the zip line. They run yeah. back and forth. That they'll lose their shit I over that. Fucking man. love it. That doesn't movie. It, it drags. I, I don't think it holds up anymore. I loved when it came out. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's just, besides the hair gel joke, I don't think there's there are other parts, but it's just not as great as it was back in 1998. Yeah, I don't think I, I haven't I, seen it in a long time. I thought it was hysterical. It I was. It was. It. But rewatch it now. It. I. Fairly Brothers are, are pretty good. I mean, Dumb and Dumber, obviously, no arguments here. You have, um, God damn it, I just blanked. I hated Dumb Me, and Dumber. What? I hated it. Fucking kill him, Rickadonna. You're closer. Me, myself, and Irene love that too. Another good one. I, I, everything they do makes me. Not laugh. everything, but those. Th- Even yeah. the one where there was uh, the conjoined twins that wasn't that funny stuck on you turned it off couldn't stand that it's still to me it's like empty calories you watch it you laugh you can turn it off at any moment you can watch it at any moment nobody cares kevin israel sorry to cut you we gotta get moving though did you did he gut the sacred cow or are you in complete agreement with him uh i'm not in complete complete agreement with him but this this movie was a movie that i thought was funny enough I never thought it was a great movie. No. I never thought it was a game changer for comedy. Give it a number, one to ten. Five. Six. Let's put the difference, five and a half. See, that's yeah. that's exactly what I if, – if I knew you guys when it came out, I, I would have been fine with it because it was good enough. The bar was set too high by the time great, you saw it. But I came home. Everybody, it's been out for a week. I came home from overseas, and everybody's going, it's the greatest movie You'll ever the funniest movie. I will. I will say this much: see. we're three people who work in comedy and entertainment. We're picky. My buddies, who are the furthest thing from creative or in this kind of business, think The Hangover is the greatest movie of all time. That's because your friends are stupid. I'm yeah, well, I, I, my buddies are bros. They're all <laughs> bros, no, and no. they all think The Hangover is the funniest movie. And I, so I think that's where you're seeing the general population going. 
Because the characters, they had good chemistry with each other. Right. People could identify each character and go, I kind of go know a guy like that. Who are you in this film? What's Who are you? I don't think I was, I don't, there wasn't a me. Okay. Rick Adana, what are you, Galifianakis? Uh, I'm going to go with I say that. Heather Graham, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got great tits. Oh, meow. I'm probably, you know what, I would probably fall into Ed Helms. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, I, you know, I'm pretty committed to the whoever I was dating, and I'm not, like, I never do, like, too bad of shit. Um, did you? Did your girlfriend a fuck a cruise boy. ship guy? No, thankfully. You're, you're not I a, did, though. So <laughs> you're not a bad boy. You're, like, you're the guy who wasn't bad, and then when you meet someone, like, you're stable with them. Yeah, and I'm, but I'd also, I, in a way, I'd be the Bradley Cooper character because I'm kind of the problem solver. No, but you're not a dick. No, but I, but he, but he was the one who was keeping everybody going, like trying to move the thing forward, and that's usually me when there's a problem. I try to keep, yeah, like, like, all right, let's I, figure this out. Ed Helms would have done it in a different way. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's just the Bradley Cooper Kevin Goatee. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm just waiting. How, three, two, one. How Boom. horrible was it to look in the mirror and go, that's fucking me. Mark Riccadonna, you did not gut the sacred cow because we already were just bleh, meh it's a shit on movie. this. It's, I wouldn't say shit, but I would also not say it's not anywhere near classic status. Does it pass the remote control test for you, Kevin Israel? No, I don't think I, I – I think a couple of times I've been like, oh, The Hangover, and then I'll watch a, a scene, or, and I'll be like, I don't really want to watch nope. this. Nope, definitely I'll, not for me. I'll watch it to the commercial break, and then I'm done. Right. As soon as the commercial hits, I go, I'm a, such a Vegas slut. That shot where they're all staying on the roof, and you see the skyline. Yeah. Anytime I see a shot like that in Vegas or a big panning shot of the strip, I go, You oh. come. I do. I do. I'm like, I do. Uh, I do. I'm like, oh. Second home. Goatee Bruh. has a cologne called Vegas. I feel like. Just... <laughs> he... I wish I'd make that shit right now. When the fountains shoot off, he just says a bruh. <laughs> where are you girls going tonight? <laughs> Mark Riccadonna, where can we find you besides talking about how you're coming back from overseas every two minutes? Uh, you can find me at markriccadonna.com. You can find all the social media there. It's R-I-C-C-A-D-O-N-N-A. I have a third album coming out called If Tom Brady. Comes out Super Bowl Sunday. You know who's not coming out Super Bowl Sunday? Tom Brady out of the tunnel. Fuck you, Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Thank you. It's all about A, if Tom Brady. And by the time this airs, next week, the Super Bowl will have been over. (laughs) Yeah, Will, you're right. (laughs) So the album is out right now. Find out what Tom Brady's doing. Where can we find your album? Uh, Anywhere that uh, sells. Sam Goody, The Wall. Yeah, you can do that. Hollywood video. If you have a time machine, get there now. Otherwise, iTunes, all that bullshit. You can find him also on Amazon Videos, Comics, Watching Comics, Season 5 as a panelist. Did a hell of a job. Had a fucking blast. Kevin Israel, your honor, your honor. KevinIsrael.com and my album, The Struggle is Real, on iTunes and everywhere else. KevinGoatee.com. Let's not forget, guys, A, if you want to somehow join us doing any, you know, work on the show, let us know. Uh, B, we need those reviews still coming in. Write one for us. Gutting the safe. Haven't gotten cap- a bad one yet. No, we have no. We have two four star reviews. <sighs> Stingy fucks. I know. iTunes, Stitcher, oh. wherever you write, listen to your podcast. Again, two sentence review, five star rating. If you're looking to advertise, gutting the sacred cow at hotmail.com. And I'm Kevin Goatee, G O O T E E dot com. Dates, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good shit. 
And uh, and that is that's it, I guess. And all right, guys, gutting the sacred cow, Mark Riccadonna. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Boy, this was a mar- this is the longest episode we've ever done. Woo woo. Edit it down. I don't think we can. No, Mark killed it. Hell of a job. Mark killed it. <laughs> came Mark came in. I came with notes. Guns loaded. He did. And was like, I'm a fuck this. And you fucked it. You did. In the pooper too for round right. two. Right. Yes. Thanks again, Mark. Kevin Israel, it's always a pleasure, my friend. We'll see you next time. Take care. Boo-bye.